1: This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. What up, Thunder fans? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. what's up thunder fans the thunder fresh off a victory 197 in san francisco against the warriors no not really the warriors you know the g league warriors the warriors that are tanking the warriors with mostly players that you've never heard of um except for you know the phenom eric pascal found out that that's how you pronounce that today pascal not pascal who actually wasn't the main story for the Warriors today. Uh, they had some other guys step up, and the Thunder still managed to pull this game out on the road, the first road victory of the season. No Hamadou Diallo for the Thunder, no Draymond Green for the Warriors, uh, no Clay. no Steph, no Kavan Looney for the Warriors, but, you know, we've just accepted those at this point. It was a good win. Um you know, there, there could have been more effort from the Thunder. I'll get into that a little bit more later. The Warriors are bad. Make no mistake about it. But the fact of the matter is they're all young and hungry. And they think that if they can make a name for themselves on this team, then they might have a real future in the NBA. So they are not afraid to let it all hang out. <laughs> Speaking of balls.
2: Speaking of balls, <laughs> today's podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Support for Topic Thunder comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Now, Alex, before we get into all the great things that Manscaped has to offer, I must say I was originally a client of uh, Manscaped before we even got the sponsorship. I ordered the, um, what what do they call it, the Lawn Morrow 2.0 for that nice, clean cut. Of the Mm -hmm. area with which you need trimming and I also uh, purchased the package where you get uh, the crop preserver yes
0: the the package
2: package. see what I did there (laughs) (laughs) yeah the package the perfect package 2.0 by the way which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season it's literally everything you need to get trimmed cut free and smelling nice down there it comes with the lawnmower 2.0 as I already mentioned the crop preserver as I already mentioned plus Something that you may not realize is important but is insanely important that comes with this package is a a nice uh, paper uh, matting for you so you don't get stuff flying everywhere in your bathroom or wherever you do your your duty. I I honestly did not even think about that until I got the package. I was like, that is a smart idea because then you can just clean it up. It's perfect. Unless you, you know, some people like to do it in the shower, some people do it elsewhere. And by the way, the lawnmower 2.0 can be used in the shower. It is waterproof. So that is also a big plus. So a lot of great things uh, coming from Manscaped that I already know about. And boy, oh boy, let me tell you, it it works. It works quite well. Alex, listen. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. No more. They're going to be nice and trimmed. And it's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. And like we've already talked about, that is the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0.
1: All right. Thanks to Matt Tierney and Alex Roig for that rundown of Manscaped. Now let's get the rundown for this game. You don't
0: need to explain
2: to me why you need TiVo. (laughs)
1: So this game started out great, it started out exactly as expected, uh, Danilo Gallinari was awesome, the Thunder were up 13-4, and everything was going according to plan. And then it wasn't anymore. There were 11 points in 4 minutes from Glenn Robinson III. Uh, for some reason, Abdul Nader is still coming into the game before Deontay Burton, which is weird. And this started to get away from the Thunder a little bit in the first. And then in the second, it didn't get much better. Kai Bowman was huge in the second. And the lead got up to 12 with like a couple minutes left in the second. And then Chris Paul hit some back-to-back threes in the first half and to get it back down to six, which was a huge play, a huge sequence of plays in this game. The second of those threes was from 45 feet, uh, just, just a heave, and he swished it. Still, that was a 55-34 run by the Warriors in the first half. Um, and again, not the Warriors, the, the G League Warriors. So that's not not ideal. In the first half, we had 10 each from Gallo and Chris Paul, and we had 9 from Schroeder. The Warriors got 18 from Glenn Robinson III and 16 from Ty Bowman. Yeah, those guys. So, moving into the second half, uh, Adams hit this really nice backdoor pass to SGA for a dunk. I, I love this stuff, and I'll talk about that a little bit more later. And then I just, I have this note that the Warriors broadcast crew and all the Oklahoma City Thunder fans were forced to listen to the Golden State broadcast because it was on N- NBA TV. You know, like under normal circumstances, maybe we wouldn't hate that so much to be forced to listen to the other team's broadcast since ours is subpar. But this particular broadcast had Bob Fitzgerald and Kalina Azabuki, Tulsa legend. And they kept saying Stevie Adams. Stevie Adams. Made me flinch every single time they said it. it. It's so gross. It's like, are they trying to make this a thing? Like... Stop trying to make fetch happen, Bob Fitzgerald. Ugh. It was awful. So moving on back to basketball things. It looked like the Thunder were gonna try to like hold their own in the third. We know they've had like a lot of a lot of problems in third quarters this season. Ferg caught a lob. I think he caught three lobs. I think that was all six of his points in this game. And he had a nice block. And then the Warriors went on an immediate 8-0 run, and the Thunder found themselves down 15, just like that. This was kind of a game of runs, um, and we say that a lot about the NBA, but this one was particularly like that. A 7-0 run sparked by good defense from Nerlens Noel, to be honest. Um, there was one block that was probably goaltending. Surprised Steve Kerr didn't challenge that one. And then a couple great stops where he just like beat the guy to the spot. A crazy SGA lefty layup, a Gallo 2, and a Dennis shooter 3. And all of a sudden, the Thunder were back in the game. Another announcer note that I have. The Warriors are apparently calling the front-line combo of Spellman and Chris... The Bruise Brothers? Is that a thing? Like, are those guys good enough to warrant a nickname? Like, I know you have the Splash Brothers. The Bruise Brothers? Like... <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on. There there are bruising front lines than those brothers. Uh, The last note I have from the third is there was a really good stretch of defensive intensity by Schroeder and Ferguson where Schroeder was picking up full court and Ferg was pressuring all the way up by half court. Now, it didn't really work that well. They just kind of kept scoring. But I think that was kind of a turning point in the game where the Thunder really started to show some effort on the defensive end. And it made a difference for the rest of the game, even though it didn't work immediately. On to the fourth. First thing, the Warriors were just making a bunch of threes. If I didn't know any better, I would think that this was a team full of guys who could shoot threes like the Warriors usually are. But that just wasn't the case, yet they kept making them. Thunder had a nice run to get it down to seven, mostly by Schroeder. One of Ferg's lobs came in that sequence, too. And then the Thunder just started to shoot themselves in the foot. SGA had a fast break and just completely lost his own dribble um, through no fault of the Warriors. Just lost it off his own hand. (laughs) Can't can't even explain it. Ferg missed back-to-back corner threes. Chris Paul missed an open three. There were no scores by either team for like three minutes. And at this point, I just typed out, they are trying to give this game to us. And it just didn't seem like we wanted to take it. And then we took it. A 22-5 run ended the game for the Thunder. Chris Paul hit a three. Dennis Schroeder hit a three. Gallo took a charge. Some funny comments by Steve Kerr after the game about Gallo's charges. You should look those up. Adams got fouled going for an offensive rebound and went one for two on free throws. SGA got a steal and a fast break layup. take us to down one with a minute and 20 left Adams got a block just by great positioning and then the play of the game Chris Paul and Gallo just ran this little two man game on the side where Gallo was posted up on Kai Bowman, total mismatch trying to force a double team you had the entry pass you had the kick out, you had the repost you had the kick out and then Chris Paul just burned the other guy don't even know who that was and hit a little mid-ranger, which was basically the game-winning shot. On the next play, the Warriors tried to bring it down. And they ended up with Gallo isoed on Kai Bowman again. I guess his nemesis in these last two possessions. Um, by the way, Kai Bowman just looks so much like Odell Beckham Jr. It's it's a little uncanny. And Odell Beckham Jr. just like tried to take it to Gallo repeatedly. Had to back it out like three times. Ended up dribbling over and trying to dump it off to Pascal, And just lost the ball. Warriors got a timeout. Two seconds left. Threw the ball in for a three-point attempt to win. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Descended to overtime. And SGA blocked the shot. Ball game. It's the first win on the road for the Thunder. It was also... The first time this season that the Thunder have won a game which was decided by five or fewer points, which is something that I have mixed feelings about and I will cover a little bit later. For now, here is a minute 15 segment for a word from our sponsors.
2: Are you a tackle football fan? Kick off your day with an episode of Colts Corner. A group of passionate Colts fans discuss the latest news around Indianapolis Colts football. You don't want to miss us. Follow us on Facebook, Colts Corner One, and on Twitter at Colts underscore Corner One and all major podcast
1: platforms.
2: That includes Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify.
1: All right, now, Thunder fans, let's get down to some finer points of the game now that we're through the TiVo, through all of our ads. Defense. The defense was just terrible. Um, We allowed open jumpers. We allowed open cutters. We were not back in transition. Are there any other ways to play bad defense, or, or is that all of them? Because it felt like we were finding... All the best ways to play bad defense, especially in the first half. Now, there are some quotes after the game, one in particular from Chris Paul, who said that the coaches challenged the team at halftime for their, quote-unquote, bogus defense, which is good. You like to see that kind of thing. Um, it. The problem is that they waited until at least halfway through the third quarter to take their bogus defense claim to heart for some reason. Uh, And I actually noticed, and and obviously this this Chris Paul quote came well after the game, but midway through the third quarter, I actually noticed that Terrence Ferguson and Dennis Schroeder in particular kind of picked up the defense for the team. Schroeder picked up full court, you know, like he likes to do kind of, but... Ferguson also backed him up by guarding his guy all the way up to half court. It didn't really work, is the thing. But the effort, I think, was a real game changer and kind of signaled to the rest of the team that, like, we are going to play this aggressively. So, you know, I I was very unimpressed by Schroeder in that third quarter. I think he took a lot of bad shots. But there are times that I just think his intensity and... Let's face it, he has a very team-focused attitude. Like You can just see him on the sidelines waving towels and crouching. He's very engaged in the game, regardless of what I think about him as a player. He appears to be a really good teammate. I mean, there are times that just his intensity can be contagious, even though lots of times his intensity is counterproductive. So, some stat stuff. The Thunder had 15 blocks tonight, Adams had 4, and Noel had 5, which is nice, but basically what that tells me is that the defense sucks. Incidentally, that's a huge difference between Adams and Noel, because Adams doesn't usually get blocks, because he generally prevents shot attempts. Nerlens gets there the last second and gets blocks, which is admirable, he's very athletic, but fact of the matter is if you play good enough defense the opportunity for a block just does not arrive so what that tells me is the thunder were allowing people to get near the rim bad people bad players and then we're able to overcome the badness of them to get some blocks so i I don't consider 15 blocks for this team a positive against that team uh another stat Adams had five assists, which is just becoming totally a thing. He hits these backdoor cutters. And I know it's just a product of kind of the system that the Thunder are running, running it through him at the high post. If you've been listening to this podcast, it's something that I was actually looking for to start the season was Adams getting his assist numbers up around three. He's, he's getting there. It's really great. Now, Hopefully he can get his points and rebounds back up to where we thought they would be. But we all knew he had this assist capability in him. Next, Nader played 10 minutes, Burton played 7, and Baisley played 12. UGH. 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 That's no good. Why Why Nader needs to play 10 minutes is just beyond me. Can we just get Burton from seven to twelve and Baisley from twelve to seventeen and leave Burton on the bench? Can we just do that? He's not good. He's not good. Um, that's all. some Warriors stats. Glenn Robinson the third scored twenty five and Kai Bowman scored twenty four. Those were both career highs for them. Luckily, they had Alec Burks on the team. Alec Burks, remember, is a guy who agreed to join the Thunder before all the turmoil of this offseason and then went to the Warriors to be with a contender. Sorry, Alec, that's rough. But is there a chance that the Thunder sent Alec to the Warriors as a secret mole? Maybe? He went 3-for-17 tonight. He missed some clutch shots. And, I mean, just the audacity of someone to be 3-for-12, 3-for-13, 3-for-14, and just keep shooting. Like, who do you think you are? A warrior? Good for him, I guess, but good for us also. Thunder stats. Dennis Schroeder led the team in scoring. 22 points, 9-for-17, 4-for-9. A remarkable shooting night for him. I thought he was really bad offensively in the third quarter, but that just shows how good he was in the other three quarters. And, again... He and Ferguson's defensive intensity late in that third, I think really kind of flipped the game. Adams with a double-double, 10 and 10, but also five assists and four blocks, uh, filling out the back end of the stat sheet to a tremendous degree. In only 27 minutes, it's nice they're keeping his minutes down, especially if he's still kind of struggling with that knee injury. Noel also had five blocks like I mentioned before, and just some really big plays. He was kind of a, a member of that unit that I, I feel like picked up the d- intensity with Ferguson and Schroeder. He had nine points, and he played 20 minutes to Adams as 27. And I think when you have a quality backup like New Orleans, it's nice to be able to steal minutes for Adams like that. Gallinari had 15 points, seven rebounds, and six assists, nicely rounded, and – Here's kind of the downer. SGA had 12, 5 and 3. 5 and 3 are good, um, but 12 on 12 shots and no three-point attempts, which is not ideal. We would like to see him get up some shots from out there. I think it's good for his progression. So now we go to our player of the game. Chris Paul. Congratulations to Chris Paul. You had 20 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists and you had a game-winning shot. I mean, technically whatever, not technically the game-winning shot, but put the Thunder up by one. The Thunder were able to get a stop on the other end and then finish it with a couple free throws and then another stop like the the ability, the the fact that he put the Thunder up after trailing by so much. I, I just consider that a game-winning shot. I don't know what the technical definition of it is. Um, hopefully the rest of the NBA considers that a game-winning shot too because that will up his trade value for sure. Hopefully they're not paying attention to the level of competition. And honestly, they really shouldn't because the guy just makes game-winning plays. I, I'm not a fan of him as like a basketball human. He seems like a great regular human. He's obviously a great basketball player. I don't like his attitude on the court when he's part of a contender, which is something we're aspiring to be. But he's treating all the good, all the young guys really well. He seems to have a good attitude. And I don't know, just like shots like this where he plays that two man game with Gallo, showing that he can play alongside a another good veteran NBA player and then driving in and hitting a game-winning shot against questionable competition. It can't hurt. So we'll take that as a positive. Um, By the way, that CP and Gallo two-man game is just so excellent. Is there any way we can trade them together to a team? No, No, there's not. They make $60 million. So, You're going to be split up, but congratulations to Chris Paul for your player of the game. What does that mean? Do I get get anything? Do I win? (laughs) Do I get a bonus? (laughs) (laughs) That would be sick. (laughs) I don't know. Seems dumb. (laughs) It does. Whatever. right. one last little segment here, and look, I've been thinking... My last few podcasts that I've been on, I've been very upfront with my personal feelings that it's really good when we develop our players and we up our veterans' trade value. And I don't care about losses, and I personally think that a competitive loss is maybe the best outcome that we can accomplish this season. I've been very upfront about that on this podcast, but... Look, I've, I've come to realize that a lot, if not even most Thunder fans, just don't agree with that. We just want to see teams win. So what I've done for the podcast up until now is I've just treated this like any other season. I've, I've talked about it like a win that we got, you know, and that we're very happy about. And to be honest, I am happy we won. And I've kept my personal feelings, for the most part, at bay. And I think that's fair, because if you're listening, there's a good chance that you're not exactly on the same page as me. And that's fine. It's fine. But, just in the interest of honesty, I'm going to add a little segment at the end here called Reposition, Replenish, and Recap. So... These are my personal feelings. Give me a second. I feel like this game is a loss. I want to see us be competitive. If we win, that's okay. If we lose, that's slightly better than okay. But mostly what I want to see is our team compete and try. I want to see our young players get better And I want to see our old players improve their draft value. So, while I think Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari did improve their trade value, I think winning a game like this against a terrible, again, G League team reinforces bad habits for the young people. We should have lost this game. We only tried for three minutes. And we did not deserve to win this game. If it was not for the incompetence... Of the Warriors G League players, we would not have won this game. So, frankly, for me personally, I would have been happier had we lost because it would have improved our draft pick and it would have taught our young players that you cannot just play the first 45 minutes of a game like you expect to beat a team. As Thunder fans, I think we all know what happens when When teams go into games expecting to beat teams. We have a lot of experience with that. So I'd I'd like to weed that out. I'd like to play well. If we play well and win, that's great. I love winning. If we play well and lose, that's slightly better than great. If we play like this and win, that's just worst case scenario to me. So, okay. That's all. For that segment, and that's just me, you don't have to agree. So, that about wraps up this recap. Next up, we've got the Blazers in Portland on Wednesday. Uh, That's the Mellow Reunion game. Let's see if his next game against Oklahoma City ends up like the last game against Oklahoma City, which basically ended his Rockets career. Uh, I kind of hope not. I, I really do like Melo. I, I hope he does well. Um, I hope the Rock. Uh, I'm sorry, I hope the Blazers do better than they've been doing, because they're getting kind of close to Tank competing with this, and stop that. Then we've got Turkey Day. You probably won't hear from me until then, so... In advance, happy Thanksgiving. And then Friday against the Pelicans at home. Those are our next couple up. This has been a lot of fun. Glad we got the W. Wish uh, the W had happened differently. But that's just me. Go with what you feel. In the meantime, this season is very enjoyable so far. And I hope it continues to be so. So... As always, Thunder Up.